Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Oh, good. Come on, can we pray together and just continue to invite him into the midst as we dive into the word. God, we love you so much. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being in our homes. We thank you for being in our living spaces. God, we just pray that you would continue to speak. God, as as we've worshiped you and we just feel your presence in our homes right now, that you would just open our hearts, Lord God. We we surrender to what you wanna speak. We become obedient to what you want to unveil to us, God, what you want to reveal in this new year, God, as we dive into what it means to have your kingdom come down to earth. God, let us be in the midst of your word. Let us dive in and be patient to remain in your word, to abide in your word, God, to move in your word, that that word would come alive in us, Jesus. Oh God, we just pray this together as a church today. God, search us, search our hearts. Let us start this year off totally surrendered to you, Father. We love you, Jesus. And we pray that as we dive into the word today, God, that it would search us, search every part of our thoughts and our our, our motives and our intentions, what we worship, what we put our time and resource into. God, search us today. And I pray that today, that as we read your word, you would transform us. As Paul said, that you would renew our minds, God, that we'd be totally transformed, that our outside would match what you are doing on the inside, God. We love you so much, Father, and we thank you for being here today. Pray that I would get out of the way. I would be transparent so that you would be seen. Today, God, that your word would just totally transform lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of this. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a powerful time to start off the year. Can you feel God's presence in your home? I, I hope that you feel the manifestation of his glory right now because I feel so much that God wants to reveal so much in your home, in your life, in your heart. Man, I am excited for this year. 2021 is kicking off with a bang, and I am so pumped about what God is going to speak to you and through you. So if you're ready, let's dive into God's Word today together. I'm so excited. Last week was amazing as Ashley took us through the year of 2020 and all that God spoke, all that God has done. When I was watching it, I was just so encouraged about what God was speaking, what God did all throughout the year. And we even talked afterwards. I was like, there's so much more that we could have shared and gone through to see the hand of God at move in our lives. And I hope that you felt that too at home. I hope that you were encouraged this week looking back and seeing what God has done. Hey, I hope you've defined your year. I hope God has spoken that word over your year that you can walk in with confidence, knowing what he's spoken. I know we've prayed over our word and our word is infinite, infinite. God spoke that word of limitless, no boundaries, the expression of what he is in our life just with no limits. And I hope that you're getting that in your spirits, that you're praying over that word that God defines for you how to come in to your year how to walk confidently into it. I prayed over this year and our team has been praying and seeking God for how to go forward. We always pray every year for God to define how to approach the year. What's a word, what's a def, a, a sentence that we can come into knowing that God has that in this season. Last year we prayed and it was unveiled wonder. 
And we watched as God unveiled himself. He revealed himself through so many different aspects to his children so that we could know who he is and walk out this life of knowing Christ personally. We've been praying over 2021 and really feel God powerfully speaking that he is going to bring his kingdom to come down to earth, This almost this establishment of his kingdom. Uh, the foundations being set and his, his kingdom coming down to earth to be reality. And so I'm going to dive in today. We're going to take this whole month and dedicate it to this word so that you get it in your spirit, so that your family takes ownership of it, that this would not just be something that we as a church just say, but it's something that we are walking out as a reality. It's a reality for you. It's reality for your relationships. It's reality for how you parent. And if you have kids, it's reality for your spouse. If you're married, it's reality for how you're doing your education, how you're going to work and your career, how you're presenting yourself as a Christ follower, that this would become a reality for us, that we are walking this out. So let's dive in today. I want to talk about kingdom come, kingdom come. I feel like there's a huge, big picture in John that Jesus praise this dynamic prayer. I was reminded of it in my, my God time the other day as I was just reading through. I was reminded of this prayer that Jesus spoke. What you have to understand is every word out of God's mouth is a deposit. And that deposit is performing its purposes. It always is fulfilling the purpose through which God meant it and God sent it. You think about creation where God said, let there be light and there was. His word creates. It creates. It, it, it defines. It, it sets itself up to reproduce itself. I mean, God spoke the galaxies, and still today, galaxies are formed because His word is continuing. His word never stops. It is always producing, always prevailing. And so what we have to understand about this is when Jesus prayed, when we look back through Scripture and you read the red letters, you know, you know that when Jesus spoke it, it is something that is still in existence. It's still something that's moving in motion. And so when we see him talk to his disciples, release something over them, when God breathed on them or spoke something into them, we can take that on as something that is continuing on throughout the ages, that thousands of years later, now we are still understanding and getting the revelation of what he spoke. In fact, Hebrews says that, you know, all of the prophets, all the people that have died for Jesus have not been fulfilled. It's not been complete. It's only complete through us. It's a word that is continuing. So today, as we read these words, I want you to read it with new eyes to see that what Jesus prayed when he was with his disciples, what Jesus prayed back then is still alive today. I believe that 2021 is going to be a year that we see his kingdom come in a way that is going to be a little bit awe. It's going to set us to be in this place of awe, a set apart to say, wow, wow, look what God is doing. But we have to look at John chapter 17 today. Would you turn in your Bibles with me? John chapter 17, verse 20. And we're going to read through 26. It's a powerful scripture. This is right after Jesus prays for his disciples. So Jesus prays this prayer over his disciples, prays this prayer to God that, you know, they would become one and he prays over them. And then he goes on in the second part of this scripture and he, and he prays for those that are going to be believing in him through the disciples. So this is us. 
This is those that the 12 then touched and ministered to, and they believed in Jesus. This is the prayer that Jesus prayed over you. Did you know that before you were even conceived or thought of or brought into this world, before 2020 happened, all the calamity and craziness, before you were even a thought, Jesus prayed over you. The Bible talks about Jesus' thoughts over us as so many. I mean, goodness, he was knitting you together in your mother's womb, counted the hairs of your head. He, he sees you so precious. The Bible calls us his, the apple of his eye, the, the precious part where he protects and brings us into the chambers of his heart that is so precious and intimate. This is what Jesus prayed over you, okay? Are you ready for this? Let's dive in. John chapter 17, verse 20. He says, my prayer is not for them alone, talking about his disciples. He said, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory. Come on, somebody say glory. Get it in your spirit. Come on, say it with some gusto. Say glory. He says, I have given them the glory. Woo! The glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and you have loved them even as you have loved me. Verse 24 says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me. Come on, somebody say it. Say with me. Jesus is so jealous for you. He wants you with him. He didn't come to the world just to show off, just to be the son of God, to say, here's all my power. He came to be with us. He was God Emmanuel, God with us. He wants to be close to you. I always want you to hear that out of this scripture. Jesus prayed for you to be one with him. That is his ultimate heart. It's his ultimate desire is that you get in a relationship with him, not just become part of his church, not just become a part of a religion. He wants you to know him. This was his prayer over you personally, over you individually. He said, God, I pray that they would become one with me, that I would have relationship with them. They would be complete unity. The world would know them because I have loved them. And then he says, Verse 24, he says, continue on. He said, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. There's so much going on in the scripture, but I really want to unpack what Jesus prayed over us to realize that this is a year where kingdom come is not just a, a cool statement that we will say, but kingdom come is a reality that Jesus prayed over us as a, as a church, over us as Christ followers, over us as disciples. He prayed this prayer over those that would believe in him, that would come into an, a realization of not only who he was, but to unpack his glory, to have his glory revealed in our lives, 
and out of that, have this oneness with Christ, this relationship, this intimacy to know him on a deep level. And out of that knowledge, have the love of the Father get inside of us and become love to the world around us. This is kingdom come. This is what's happening in God and Jesus's relationship, now happening in Jesus and our relationship, and now becoming what we represent and become relationship with those around us. It's kingdom come. It's heaven's reality becoming earth's reality. It's an establishment of what God meant when he sent Jesus. I mean, we talked about it at Christmas, but we talked about Jesus being the sign and how whenever we see signs all around us that God is moving, that God is speaking, we see him revealed. We see him revealed in nature. We see him revealed in creation. We see him revealed all around us. Everything that is created. You know, we just started a, a new plan, uh, me and some, and we were talking in Genesis about just the creation of the world and how when you look at creation, you see that there is a great artist and creator behind it. And when you look at your life, everything that has played out up until this point, I bet you, you can go back and see all of the milestones that God has placed in your life. All the things that have set you up to be who you are today. All the things that God has spoken over you and confirmed in your life. Maybe it's through you know, someone that has been in your life in the past. Maybe it's someone that you just met. And maybe you can look back on your life and see how God's hand has been a sign. He's been showing you things up to this point. And let today's word be a word that confirms over you what Jesus has prayed over you, that the, the feeling of wanting to get back to your first love, the feeling of wanting to be closer to Jesus or wanting to spend more time in his word, all of those things, all of those hungers and desires are manifestations of what Jesus prayed over you. I mean, this is what God, God's heart was through Jesus. I mean, Jesus was a sign of what God was feeling and, and wanting to say to his creation. And Jesus was praying this prayer, God, let this be reality, that your kingdom comes. And this is what kingdom comes looks like. It's those that burn for you. It's those that have a heart and a desperation to go after you. Come on, if you don't feel that yet, I, I, I encourage you to pray over it this year. Let this be a year where you align your prayers with Jesus's Say, Jesus, give me a hunger for you. Man, give me a desire to go after you, that this will be a year where I see you show up. I truly believe that this is gonna be a year with, where those that maybe have followed Christ have been sitting on the sidelines will get inside the game and start to play. I was broken uh, these last couple of weeks as I've just been studying, just been looking up like moves of God and what God is doing right now in the midst of all this pandemic and craziness. And But what God has been doing through the years, just being encouraged about how God's hand has been moving, what he's been speaking. But I was so broken at the percentage of Christians that lead people to the Lord. Did you know that it's only 2% of Christians, 2% of the 100% of Christians lead someone to Jesus? And yet this was the great commission of what God called us to. It's what Jesus called us to. And my, my prayer that this year would be a year where you would step up, where God would draw you out of the place maybe of fear, maybe the place of even just the unknowing, right? Where you don't know how to step up or how to step out. That this would be a year of cultivation where God would cultivate something in you that would grow. It would grow something out of your life that you would have fruit 
talked about that last season of just what God is producing in us, the fruit that comes out of our life. The scriptures say that, you know, no bad tree can produce good fruit and vice versa. No good tree can produce bad fruit. And my prayer is that you get so close to Jesus that that intimacy with him, that oneness, the glory revealed in your life, the love of your life starts to become a love for others that breaks off the chains of fear. I don't know about you, but some of us, we live in fear. We live in a place of not knowing how people will take it. But I believe this will be a year where we need to look past that because when we see the eyes of Christ, when we see the fire in his eyes, it becomes a desire and a passion in us that breaks off the fears of what people might think or what our job might think. But it's, it takes us to a crazy place where we lose our mind in the world's eyes, but we gain it in the kingdom's eyesight, where kingdom come becomes a reality in our hearts, where we carry the king's heart. I mean, can you feel his heartbeat? This is a year where God wants to reveal his heart to you, where you feel it on a deeper level where his, his glory becomes revealed in your life. I mean, I, I truly believe that this will be a year where we are being overtaken by the King's purposes and plans. A lot of us, we, we've lived our lives up to this point and we've just kind of gone through the motion. Maybe we've got some counsel from others of like, what should I do with my life? You know, maybe you, you went even to the high school counselor and they're like, hey, maybe you should try this and try that. Maybe you went to college, maybe you're in college right now trying to figure out where to go. You got a lot of decisions to make and maybe you're basing your life on what feels good or what's there. Maybe you've never prayed over it. And I encourage you that this would be a year where you just be overtaken by the King's plans for your life. Just to pray those prayers, God, I don't know all the answers. Man, we're, we are definitely in a place of the unknowing, right? We don't know all the works and plans. All we know is that he has the perfect will. He has the perfect plan. And so it goes back to that scripture, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God in all its righteousness. And if we will align ourselves with that prayer, what God, what Jesus prayed for us to say, hey, let your glory be revealed. Let us become one. It's that closeness. It's that oneness with him. If we seek first this kingdom, say, Jesus, we just want to be near you. That is our sole purpose this year. And my prayer for you is that that would be the top priority of all of your plans for the year. As you think about your resolutions and goals, and we've been talking about that in our family, just like, what do we want to accomplish this year? Have you thought about that? Just what do you want to do? What are the books you want to read? And how do you want to get in shape? And just all these things that we, we you know, become obsessed with in the new year. My prayer is that, that his plans, getting with Jesus, knowing his word more, becoming alive to why we're here on earth would become the top priority become the top priority of our church, become the top priority that we become overtaken. We've become mastered by the master's plans. We become overtaken by the mission of the king. Come on. We become encountered by and full of who gives life. This would be a year where, man, you can feel God's calling on your life. That's my prayer that in this, this series, as we just unpack what God is speaking over our church, what God is speaking over you and your family, that you would just re realize, wow, God is calling me to so much greater. That you would realize, wow, you look around and you say, wow, look at all the people God is calling me to minister to. Wow. And we pray these prayers, kingdom come. That in the midst of our Wawa experience, in the midst of being at our job, in the midst of just going through the everyday motions, we pray these prayers, kingdom come.
And what does that statement mean? When Jesus prayed that he, he taught his disciples, he said, hey, this is how to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And actually that statement on earth as it is in heaven, the, the word heaven literally means where God is. And so he's praying this prayer as that the reality would be where God is to invite his presence in the midst of. And that, man, what would happen if the reality of that became your reality? Everywhere you go, you pray these prayers, kingdom come, kingdom come here. How does, how does your kingdom want to be revealed here? In the midst of this coffee shop, in the midst of this street, in the midst of, of what I'm doing here at my job, and I'm at my computer, I'm worshiping you through my, I'm doing as unto you. But God, how do you want to bring your kingdom down to earth? Uh, man, I believe that God is going to reveal so much. This will be a year of great awakening uh, for the church. Uh, I want to share with you just what God kind of showed me over Philadelphia. And maybe if you're not from Philadelphia, um, you know, you could take this word for your hometown or your city. But I, I felt as I was just praying over this year and praying over what God is doing in the city, I just, I saw so much that the enemy wants to like suffocate. And the only the picture that I could see was this snake just kind of trying to suffocate the power of God, trying to suffocate the, the leadership. And he was around the creative aspect and the, the schools and, and the government and just the church world and the leadership in the church and Christ followers in general. And But then when I looked back, I saw above him this great lion. And it was the lion of Judah. Oh my word, and this lion, he was had his paw on top of the serpent and he was actually crushing the head of the serpent. And it was like this, this, this picture that God was revealing. He was like, hey, listen, the enemy thinks he is in power and the only power that he has is when you keep your eyes on him. But if you will look at the grand picture, you will see I have triumph. And this is a year where I wanna reveal kingdom come down to earth. And everything that the enemy has tried to portray as the truth is that, oh, there's no way. In fact, when we were planting a church in Philadelphia, there's so many that said, oh, that's the church graveyard. You know, that's a place where churches cannot thrive. And I believe that that is a, maybe a viewpoint of some. And maybe it's the reality that some have taken on to say, you know what? It's hard. It's hard in the East Coast. It's hard in Philadelphia. It's hard to plant a church or to do anything in the God. But I believe so much that this is a year of great awakening where Christ followers will open their eyes to see the reality that the lion has triumphed. That no longer does the enemy have power. The only power he has is when we obey and look and bring truth to his lies. Is when we accept his lies as reality. Say, whoa, yeah, it is hard. Oh, there's something about the East Coast. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just weird. It's just, it's not, it's not easy to flow. As long as we align ourselves with that lie, he has power. But if you will look back, I'm, I'm just gonna encourage you today. If you've walked with that weight to say, oh, that's just so hard, and being Christ follower, I don't know, and I can't, I don't see him moving. Can I just tell you, the lion is triumphing today, and he wants to bring you into that reality of overcoming being an overcomer to speak the truth of God. Well, God, what Jesus prayed over us to say, let your glory be revealed. Man, do you want his glory revealed in your life this year? Come on, that's the cry of my heart is that God would reveal his glory to me, that I would become alive to the things of the kingdom, that his kingdom would come. There'd be a reality in my life 
that as I speak, I unlock things. I was reminded of Revelation, where he's talking to the church in Philadelphia. And you got to think what God spoke is still in existence today. It's still in reality. And he said, I have placed before you a door that no man can shut. Uh, Come on, a a place where you cannot be stopped. Did you know that the power of God cannot be stopped and it wants to work in you, but it also wants to work through you? I'm telling you, this is going to be a year where God wants to bring his kingdom to reality through your life. And if you've never experienced that, it's okay. If you don't know where to even start with it, I want to talk to you about some things that you can have as a checklist to say, this is what success looks like. This is what winning looks like this year. Man, out of all the the things that you're striving for this year, I want to set some things up that we will set as a church as priority. This will be a place where we say, this is important. As long as we have these things in place, we will be aligned to say, kingdom come. Kingdom come and have power behind that word. We got to guard the word. Uh, I was reminded of this in Mark chapter 4, where it talks about guarding the word. Would you turn with me in your Bible? So, Mark chapter 4, verse 18. And he's talking about the, the seed that's sown. And you've heard this scripture maybe if you've been in the church, but he's talking about the seed that's sown and all the different paths and different soils that it's put on. I just want to highlight a verse 18 because he talks about uh, the power that we have over the word that God speaks. Again, I just want to say it again. When God speaks, it's a deposit. And what God speaks is a purpose that is prevailing. Now, it's our job as the ones receiving the word to cultivate it, to pray over it, to keep it, right? To ponder on it, to accept it, and to surrender to it. And if you haven't done this yet with the word of God over your life, maybe, you know, you're one of those January and it dies in February. You know, you're January strong, but it dies in February because you're, you're so on it. And then when you don't see any outcome, you're like, oh, well, maybe that's not what God meant. Yeah, did you do that last year? Maybe you had a strong word in the beginning and then you kind of forgot January, March. And then, of course, when the pandemic hit, you're like, forget about it. That is not what God meant. Maybe he meant something totally different. But I, I, I wanted to show you this because this is a, a, a huge responsibility that we have as Christ followers, as the ones that Jesus prayed over to say, kingdom come in their life, that they would become one with me, that we cultivate this word. And maybe you've defined your year, uh, but this is a way that we keep the word alive because his word is alive and active. And so we look at Mark chapter four, verse 18. It says, still others, talking about the seed, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and desires for other things. Somebody say other things. Uh Uh-oh. The desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. I just want to stop right there because that's what happens so many times is when you hear the word, you hear the word of God, you, you hold fast to it. Maybe it's in your God time or in a church service or somewhere where you know God's spirit is just moving and you just feel it so much, so thick. You're writing it in your journal. You're underlining it in your Bible. I mean, you, you put some post-it on your wall because you're like, this is what God spoke. And then you get into the world and all of a sudden your focus becomes something else. Your focus is after something else or in a new reality. And all of a sudden that word, the Bible says that word is choked. It's the only thing that can render God's word useless. It's the only thing that can render God's word powerless in your life is when your focus gets off that word. 
So I want to encourage you because this is a time where we're all setting our agendas, all setting our, our years according to what God has spoken. And this is a, a crucial time that we keep the word alive. Come on, somebody. You got to get this in your spirit because you got to keep that word alive. What God spoke over you. Uh, Paul talked to Timothy. He said, fan into flame the gift that was given to you when the elders laid their hands on you. In that moment when the spirit of God fell on you, when you felt it, when you heard him, when it, it was that tingling Holy Spirit moment, I need you to fan it into flame every day. Come on, get back in that word. Read that journal again. Get that entry up on your wall. Get it in your spirit. Speak it over yourself over and over and over again. Get the word of God in you. Don't just read it. Man, memorize it to where it becomes a part of you. Paul said the transformation happens in the renewing. The renewing is that again and again and again. David said, I meditate, I meditate, I meditate day and night. I get into my spirit. Why? I don't want to get away from the word. I can't, I can't afford to get away from the word because that's what God spoke and that's what's prevailing. And if I get my eyes off of it, I'm going to choke that word and make it useless. Somebody's got to get this because you've let the, the worries of life, you've let the desires of this world choke the word of God over your life. And this year, Jesus's prayer over your life that his glory is revealed needs to be manifest, but it comes out of your obedience to that word of keeping it alive, of protecting the soil, saying, no, I will not get my eyes set on something else. I will set my focus on the word of the Lord over my life. Somebody's got to catch that today. And I just feel like the spirit is setting you free because you got to get that in your spirit to be a bodyguard, man, to set yourself up as a bodyguard. You know, in our van, we have a Bluetooth system and it pairs with our phones to let the music play throughout the van. And it's an amazing feature. I mean, goodness, you can just play Spotify and it comes through the van. It's amazing. But every once in a while, the van will be confused and it will take on one of our phones and we'll never know which one it is until we go into connections and see, is it Ashley's phone? Is it Elijah's phone? Is it Leticia's phone? Like, whose phone is it? Who knows? And so a lot of times, Ashley's phone will take over. But the weird thing is, Ashley's phone has this feature that it just pops up these random <laughs> recordings. It'll pop up like her voice memos or just these random songs that we listened to like ages ago. And it's like, what is this? It's so random. And we'll have to go into connections and reconnect or she'll have to go into Spotify and replay. I'm telling you, this is a picture of what you have to do this year. That as the random connections come in and try to play things from your past to say, you're not good enough. Or remember that failure that you did? Or remember what, what God spoke that this is not the reality? And this is what the enemy wants you to, to get involved in. It's what he wants you to get distracted with. He wants every, everything that is uh, irrelevant, everything that is wrong to be center of your attention. He's going to want you to magnify your problems. He's going to want you to magnify what didn't go right so that you forget and you choke the word of God. And it's going to be your job to go back into settings and say, no, 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 no. I'm going to connect to the right source. No, no, no. I'm listening to the word of God. No, 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 no. I'm listening to worship right now. No. And, and when we feel the atmosphere change in our home, when we feel the atmosphere change in our cars, in our conversations, we say, no, as of now, as of my spirit, as of my home, as of my car, I will serve the Lord. I will connect to his voice. I have to because his kingdom come. This is our heart cry this year. It's not just something we say. It's something that we have to live out. We have to guard and say, Lord, your will be 
done. Let your word be alive. But you have to guard the word because the word is alive and active. And what God speaks is a deposit into your spirit and it is prevailing if you will remain. Jesus says, if you remain in me, you got to remain in me. Connect yourself to the vine because out of that connection, life source is producing fruit. But if you don't stay there, if you don't remain there, if you're just a fair weather fan or you come to Jesus when it feels good or you come to him when life's going well, there's so much more for you. And this is a year where God wants to reveal his kingdom. And he doesn't just want to do it through the church. He wants to do it through you. And I truly believe we're going to see the outcome of what God wants to do if we'll stay in his word, if we'll stay in that place of not just hearing it, but living it out, returning to it over and over and over again. I don't know what that looks like in your home. I don't know if that looks like you writing it in your journal or writing it on your wall or putting it in places that you see it constantly, setting alarms and reminders in your phone, whatever it looks like. You got to get desperate for this. You got to get it on your agenda to say, God, I want to hear you. You know, God's word is only as powerful as the surrender of the recipient. Uh, the, his power is equivalent to your surrender. The power of his word is only as effective as as much as you surrender to it and become obedient to it. And so I want to pray that over you today, that, that God would just help you in that obedience to his word. I know sometimes it doesn't look like it's doing anything. It's like when you plant a seed under the ground, you don't see anything above the ground. It's like, is it doing, and is it producing anything? It can be very hard in that time. But I, I promise you that what Jesus prayed is coming to fulfillment, that his glory is going to be revealed in your life that as you become one with him, that the love of Jesus becomes manifest in the way that you love others, in the way that you're passionate about the lost, in the way that you serve, in the way that you give, everything will be affected by that love that is revealed in your heart if you remain in the word. There are five pillars, and these are the, the checkpoints that I wanna give our church that as this year goes, that we will return to to say, these are the milestones, these are the, the big rocks, if you will, the pillars of our faith. This is what we're gonna set as foundation, this is what we're gonna set as priority. Are you ready? Get a journal, come on, get something to write them down. Let's go through these together. Number one, here's the big rocks, and this is the first one, a deep commitment to prayer. A deep commitment to prayer. As you're facing this year, as you're coming into this new year and saying, all right, God, what do you have for me? The best place you can be is in conversation with him. The best space you can create is the margin that he can speak to. And so we have to be a people that are fully committed, fully devoted to hearing the voice of God. I don't know what this looks like for you. Maybe it's setting your alarm a little earlier. Maybe it's at night when you put the kids down, maybe setting that time aside. Maybe you're at school and you have time in the afternoon just to kind of be away. I don't know what it looks like for you, but create margin to talk to God. You have to hear him. You have to hear his voice continually, not just what he spoke yesterday. You have to hear him today again and again and again, a deep commitment to prayer. Number two, a deep commitment to the word of God a commitment to hear his word. Uh, you know, if you want to start hearing the voice of God, start reading his word. It's the easiest way you can tap into his voice. He spoke it thousands of years ago. And when you pray over the word and say, God, I want to, I want to hear you and just flip it, man. I'm telling you, just start reading. God will speak to you in that amazing way because it's the inspired word of God. 
I speak to you. So have a commitment to the word of God because it'll, it'll read you, I promise you. It'll confirm and, and, and bring things to life in you that need to be there. Number three, a commitment to share the gospel. I want to challenge you and encourage you. This is the greatest commission on your life. It's the only thing that Jesus will ask of you when you get before him is who, who did you bring? Who did you bring? What disciples did you make? Who, who did you spread the gospel to? And so I want to encourage you this year to look for ways to spread the gospel. Be obsessed with it. Let it be your obsession. If you've never done it before, that's okay. We're going to have ways in our church. We're going to have groups set apart for, for how to take the next step discipleship, how to go into that space of really becoming alive, activating your gifts, activating becoming alive in the purpose of God in your life. This church is based on this statement, coming alive to our purpose. You know what your purpose is? To bring the kingdom of God down to earth, to reveal his love to others, to let people know Jesus through you. And so this is our third milestone. You ready for number four? Number four is a regular expectation of miracles. We're going to be a church that expects God to move, that expects God to move when we pray, that when we hear about sickness or we hear about things going on that are not in the reality of heaven, that we take as an opportunity to say, God must want to move right now. And we pray in an expectation that God's going to speak. He's going to move. We're going to check in on what we prayed over and check in and say, all right, how's it doing now? What, what is God doing? And we're expecting God to move, all right? And last one, last one is this, embrace suffering for the glory of God. This is a hard one to swallow, but there are tons of scriptures throughout, and I wanna I do a series on this later in the year, but the, all the disciples all throughout, they praised, they blessed God and counted it a privilege to suffer for God. Sometimes our, our Western culture and Western Christianity uh, doesn't grasp this, and we actually think of it as opposite, that we shouldn't suffer. But as a church, I believe that we need to embrace and understand that when those times of persecution happen, when those times where people don't see eye to eye with what we're saying, even though we're speaking in love and they don't accept it, that we count it as a, a blessing, that we see it as we embrace it. We say, thank you, God, for letting us be counted worthy of suffering. So those are our five. We're committed to prayer, committed to the word of God, committed to spreading the gospel. We're committed to expecting miracles and praying for God to move, and we embrace suffering. We love what God is doing in our lives so much that we are committed to His plans over ours. And I'm so excited in this next week, we're starting a time of fasting. I can't tell you how important this is for you. I can't tell you how important this is to start out your year. And what, what fasting is, is we are emptying ourselves of all hunger, of all desires, of everything in the world to make His agenda his hunger, his desires, ours. We want to tip the scale, if you will. Right now, you might be coming into the year with the scale totally on flesh. I mean, it's all about you. You look at your resolutions, you look at your goals, you look at the things that you're going after and striving for, they're all about you. We want to tip the scale. We want to say, all right, God, we just want to hear your voice. And as he speaks, you're going to see that spirit man be filled up. And all of a sudden, his desires become yours. Your heart is now broken for the things that his heart breaks for. Your, your eyes aren't on how to bring comfort to yourself. Now it's all about how do you bring his kingdom down to earth. This is vital. And we're taking 21 days. This isn't by accident. We want to take 21 days because that's what creates a new habit. My prayer for you is that what happens in this 21 days is it creates a lifestyle of coming before God.
It creates a hunger that you say, I want more. And it's not just about 21 days. It's about that is just the starting point of this year that you start to say, all right, what else can I fast? What else can I get out of the way? I promise you, when you start to take away something in order to get his presence, you're going to want so much more. You're going to want to create that much more margin. Uh, everybody that I've talked to that fast says, oh my word, that was so good. I heard him so clearly. And so as a church, we're stepping into this confidently and boldly saying, all right, God, we've heard your word, kingdom come. We know the reality that you want for us, the glory revealed in our lives, that we have so much love in us that the world sees you and knows you. That reality becomes a reality on the earth as it is in heaven. So now we want to align ourselves and say, God, speak to us, clarify, confirm, bring about reality in our lives. So I want to pray over you today that as you have this, this week of, of praying over, what are you going to fast? How are you going to set yourself apart? How are you going to align yourself with this word that was spoken? How are you going to cultivate the soil in order to set yourself apart, that you become one that Jesus is revealing his kingdom through, that you become one to see the lion, stamping on the serpent's head. You're like, oh, we have the victory. All we have to do is walk it out. I want to pray over you that God will release that fire in you. He release a hunger in you that you desire it. Maybe you've never desired to be after God. I want to pray that over you today. If you want that, would you just lift your hands and say, Elijah, that's me. I want hunger. I want a desperation for Jesus. I want to encounter him in a way that is beyond what I've encountered him in the past. Man, this is a new year, and I'm telling you right now, God wants to absolutely light you up. He doesn't want you to settle for yesterday's manna. You know, we talked about the manna jar and miracles that God does. He doesn't want you to settle for what's happened. He wants you to step into the present and future of what he has for your life. And it's so much greater, my friend. I'm telling you, God has so much more for you than what you've been settling for. And I want to release that over your life right now. That's you and you to receive it. Say, Elijah, that's me. Lift your hands right now where you are. Say, God, I need you. I want more of you. Create in me a hunger for more. Jesus, reveal yourself to me. Come on, make that your prayer. Say, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. Reveal your love. Reveal your joy. Reveal your peace. Reveal your strength. God, let me know every facet of who you are. Let me see all the characteristics of God. As Ashley spoke about last week, of all the names of God, help me to know all the facets of who you are. There's so much to you. And God, right now, we pray for fire to ignite our hearts, for us to become more aware, more hungry for you. And that Jesus, this wouldn't be a year that we just go from message to message to message. This would be a year where we get with you and it becomes a lifestyle where we are living out the fire of God. We are living out the mission of the King. We are overtaken by the mission of our Lord and Savior. We love you so much, God. And we just pray right now that you would come and you would stay. Come into our hearts, be with us, and let us become aware that you are always present. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to pray for those of you that want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe this is your first time, you know, coming before him and you, you desire to know God. I would, love you to, I would love to lead you in that prayer to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is going to be a phenomenal year for you as you walk with Jesus. He is the answer and he loves you so much. He, he's forgiven all your sins. He died on the cross for you so that you could be free 
Not just so you could be forgiven, but you could be free and released. So I want to pray for you. If that's you, you want to receive Jesus. I just want you to pray with me this prayer, right? Say, Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Come be the Lord of my life. I step away from all of my sins, all my past, and I step into a relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. I love you so much. Help me to walk with you every day. In your name I pray. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.